Hey guys, welcome to Eye on Sarah Process, and I'm so glad you made it. Make sure I got this mic close enough to my big old mouth. Okay, look, we're going to talk about, you know, today is King Day, and you know, he had a dream, so you need to get your dreams together to make sure you accomplish them, because we're talking about uh, smart goals and building your strengths. And one thing I know for sure is if you fail to plan, you, you plan to fail. So you always have to have a plan together. So you always want to know what's in it for you. And th that's what we're going to always talk about, what's in it for you. We're gonna or You're going to learn how to organize and execute your goals. We have to write stuff down. We got to have a vision board. We got to have a plan. If you want to get you a new house to get out of debt or buy you a car or whatever it is you're trying to do, these steps will help you get to wherever you're trying to go. So that is facts. Okay. Um, what you will learn, you're going to learn about the SMART goals. You're going to learn about the SWAT assessment, which is your strength, weakness, and opportunities. And then we're going to also identify different skills that we have in sterile process. And you can use that on your resume. You can use that during a job interview. You can use that to determine the things that you probably need to build up in yourself to be um, next level. I mean, that's the best way I can say it if you're trying to move on to the next level. So we're going to identify different things like that. So let's move straight. To, um, also, if you want to get this information as far as a way looking crazy if you want to get this information uh as far as like a downloadable file or something like that that you can use because i'm reading from something and i actually have this already for you so it's at sptchecklist.card.co and you can go there and you can download this episode and the previous episode but what you're going to get is a pdf file and what happened is you're going to go through mailchimp which is going to collect your information which is just your email and your first name and then it'll take you straight to the file but if you have any problems with that reach out to me on facebook and let me know but everything should be pretty good. So let's get to the SMART goals. Now, when it comes to the SMART goals, we're talking about this S-M-A-R-T. So S is specific. You need to say specifically what you're trying to accomplish as far as your SMART goals. You need to, like, if you're trying to get an extra $1,000 a month, you need to have that broken all the way down to what that looks like every hour or every day. And then you need to find out what kind of services or products that you have that can help you accomplish that $1,000 extra per month. You got to be specific. It has to be measurable. So how do you know when you're on track? How do you know when you're off track? So you need to be able to say, okay, well, you know, I need to spend uh, five hours a day making phone calls or I need to spend five hours a day on my project or whatever it is. And then, you know, I need I, you have to be something that you're trying to do to get toward that goal of $1,000 extra dollars uh, a month. Is it achievable? Now, you don't want to start talking about things that's outside of your skill set or anything that you don't have the time to do, you don't have the skills to do, and you definitely don't have the resources to do. So you need to make sure that you it's, it's obtainable. You actually can really do it because what happened is you end up in a situation like with the next one, realistic. You end up in a situation where you have these unobtainable goals and you don't accomplish them. And now you feel defeated and you don't want to set any more goals. Well, no, you can't say, I want to climb Mount Everest and you don't even go to the gym. It's like, okay, no, that'll never work. You can't try to apply for a job, and this, this will come to realistic. You can't apply for a job when you know your piss is dirty. Like, okay, that makes no sense to me. Be realistic with the things that you do. And timely, you need to have a start time, and you need to have an end time. Like, for instance, I'm sure you ran into the female that, oh, I'm engaged, I'm about to get married, and okay, that's cute, and you got the ring and everything, but when is the wedding? And they like, oh, we haven't set a date. Well, how long have you been engaged? Two years. Okay next because it may never even happen you have to have an end date you have to be on target with what you're doing we got short-term or long-term goals but they can't go on forever and you know that so 
Also, with the website I gave you, there's videos in there that can explain. It's probably a little better than me, but I do have videos attached with it, too. And these worksheets that I'm showing you, for those of you who are watching me on video, these worksheets will also be available. So when we get to, to the SWOT analysis and we talk about the strength of opportunities and um, uh, threats, Usually businesses do something like that, but you can do this personally for yourself. So when you start thinking about your strengths, you want to ask yourself, what do you do well? And then you want to ask other people as well, like, what does Solyndra do well? And that'll give you an idea because, you know, I'm sure you met that person that feel like, oh, I'm a great communicator. Or I'm a great wife or husband or mother, whatever. And then it's like, mm, no, you're not a great communicator because every time I talk to you, you seem like you're rushing me. Or, you know, you um, on your phone when I'm talking to you. So, no, you're not a great communicator. No, you're not a great husband because half the time you're either asleep or, or, or you're you're not paying me any attention. You don't take in consideration the things I'm concerned about. So I'm totally ignored. So maybe because you're providing, you think you're a great husband, but it doesn't you know meet my needs. Then we talk about weakness. These are the things that you can improve, but of course, nobody wants to spend a lifetime trying to work on all your weaknesses. We want to work on our strengths that's going to get us to the next level. So, of course, if your weakness is crack, then of course, you got to deal with crack. You can't make it to the next level or anywhere if you have a drug problem. So, of course, you got to deal with that. But I'm just talking about basic weaknesses like prioritizing or something like that. You can learn to get prioritized. You can learn time management, especially if it's going to hinder where you're trying to go and build on your strengths. And then when we talk about opportunities, it's like, what are you open to? What, do, what access do you have? Do you know people that can give you access to certain things? And how can you turn your strengths into opportunities? And then when it comes to threats, what threats can harm you? What threats can harm your brand? What threats can harm you getting that promotion? What threats can harm or stop you from even getting that $1,000 a month? What could possibly stand in your way? And it's a great idea to write those things down as well. And then um, I have another SWOT assessment. I think that I put it on here. I probably got rid of it. But I have another one. Like I said, if you decide to download the things I have for you, uh, one of the, the SWOT analysis, it talks about being a differentiator. How do you set yourself away from the crowd? And it breaks down with, you know, you do it sometimes. These skills you have, you know, is it all the time or not at all? You know what I mean? I don't have this strength or I do. And then it also helps you have a theme for your uh, weakness, opportunities and threats. And you're able to break all this stuff down. It's going to be in all actionable, actionable steps. It's going to be theme words you're going to use. And it's really cool to be able to use something like that. So now we're going to move on to uh, SPD skills. Now, on my um, when you go to download this, you will have a plethora of information. But I just pulled certain skills from this list to talk about. So one of them is detail-oriented. We know we're detail-oriented. If you need to be more detail-oriented or you feel like you're missing a whole lot of stuff, then maybe that's a skill you can hone in on. Standards and audits. You have people who either write standards, you're following standards, you're doing audits and different things like that. Maybe you want to learn how to do more audits. Maybe you've never done an audit and that's something you want to do to build on your strength. You could be weak in understanding standards and there's a lot of information out there for you. If you go to SPD, I mean, I'm sorry, IOSPD.com, then you will find that I have a whole list of nothing but SPD podcasts and webinars and all kind of information that will get you where you're trying to go. If you're dealing with inspections, something we all have to do on a daily basis. And if you like, that's one of my weaknesses. They always seem, you know, something's wrong or missing or dirty or what have you. Maybe, you know, you need to get a magnifying glass. Maybe you need to have a UV light. 
maybe you need to slow down. You know what I mean? Maybe the people in decon need to do a better job all the way up to the OR. These are things that you can say, okay, I'm weak here and I need to improve it in this ways to do it. Being flexible. What does that really mean? People think when you say, oh, you're flexible, meaning you can work any shift. No, that also means communicating with different types of people in different areas and different situations and having, I guess you can say, emotional intelligence and know when to talk to people and exactly what to talk about. And setting goals and prioritizing. And this is a course in class or whatever for that. So if that's one of your strengths, then use that to your advantage. Help other people get organized. And maybe that could be a business or a side hustle that can help you get to that $1,000 a month, helping people getting organized. You have executives that need help with being organized. And you can definitely capitalize on something like that. And then also I wanted to point out when it comes to... Um, and I kind of want to break down one of them that really spoke to me when it comes to communication. Now, we know when I think about communication, again, we're talking about diversity. Can you communicate with people who don't speak that much English? Can you communicate with someone in another country? Are you able to communicate with someone who is brand new to sterile processing? Are you trying to get a point across? Are you trying to help them understand the biological? You know, are you able to do that? Different ways to communicate, whether you're communicating in a huddle in meetings, during in-services. Are you good at that? Have you have you been able to lead an in-service? Is that something that you're interested in? That's how you can build on your strength. You can also build up your resume as well. Um, a shift report of ways to communicate, memos and emails, signages in your department is communication, even posting up the schedule like, okay, who's working the holidays or who's off today? Those are different ways to communicate to people what's going on in your department. Another thing too is negotiating. Are you Do you negotiate the terms of your employment, even the shift you work, the money you make, annual reviews or anything like that? Are you doing that? And like I said, if you go here, you'll find way much more information on here that I'm sure that you will be definitely able to use to add to your resume, to add to your portfolio. And even think about, you know, I do need to learn these skills a little bit more like inventory management, you know, so let me move on. So now we talked about the skills and sterile process, and I want to get to something that one way for you to maybe improve on some skills, and it's something you're going to need, or every department needs, every organization needs, and when it comes to waste reduction. Now, I, again, I have a whole list of different things you can do, and I'm going to um, read through those real quickly. So one thing they talk about as far as waste is overproduction. That, that means making something before it's even needed. I'm sure you being in the department, where people working on general sets and you have a heavy ortho day. So the solution really is to have a priority board or have a priority cart. Nobody needs to have a bunch of general sets when you got Da Vinci. You know what I mean? So it's just like that doesn't make any sense. So that's overproduction. Waiting. This is the time when work um, in progress is waiting for the next step. You wait for stuff to come out the wash and everybody in prep and pack is sitting there waiting. You're waiting for a load to come out. So you're scheduling too many people on one shift when there aren't many surgeries. So everybody's waiting for everything. So the solution is improve the workflow. Maybe you, you, know, you don't need everybody in the morning. Maybe you can do split shifts. Maybe you, know, you can be very creative with the skips, shifts. And then when we talk about transport, they talk about unnecessary movements of raw material. For example, in prep and pack, instruments move from the washer to a rack in some places. And then finally to the tech. Um when they go up there and pick up their different instruments or what have you. So then a solution could be for that is the instruments go from the wash directly to the tech. Because some places you go to, you have one specific person that may unload all the washers. So yeah, why are we taking it from the washer to the rack when they need to go straight to the techs? Because you already have a priority board, so you know what we need. So start giving them to people and don't allow them to 
pick whatever they like or whatever they want to do, like general sets. And you know, we have a lot of neuro. And then it also talks about um, motion, unnecessary movement of people. And for example, walking across the room to get a wrap, missing instruments, answer the door, the phone, the washer, and different things like that. So a solution to that is have the right item at the work, at the workstation, maybe a remote phone or wireless phone. And then also the washer maybe can just unload itself. I've been to places where the washer will unload itself and it just be like almost on a conveyor, conveyor belt. I have been to places where you can carry a phone around with you instead of having to be in the department to answer the phone, which is like stone age. I don't understand that. Also, they talk about over-processing, uh, more processing than needed. Example, 200 instruments in a set and only 20 used. Tray optimization that will also help with, you know, minimizing over-process, which is also a waste. These are things you can do to bring to attention to your leadership or if you are a leader that you can use to reduce. And when you make these necessary reductions that actually work with your particular flow, then you can save money and time. And then you can save your team from being burnt out. And then inventory, uh, more product than necessary. I'm sure you've been to places that's just filled with just so much stuff. And it's like, where do we even st store this stuff? And it gets to the point where some of this stuff expire because you just have it on your shelves and you really don't need it. So I talk about here, example is cabinet filled with um, unused dental instruments, overabundance of brushes, storing loaner instruments. I've been to places where they just have so many instruments. I'm like, so do we even do these type of cases anymore? And they don't. So it's like, so why is this stuff taking up real estate when it can be replaced with something else that we may need? And then the last one is defects, products, products that require rework. And, you know, of course, we know what that means. Um, sets return from the OR missing important instruments or they're dirty. So the solution is process improvement in the OR. You know, at first they need to do their bedside treatment before it even get to decon. And decon need to have the tools they need and be able to have the time they need to get everything processed. OK, so. Of course, that goes back to trade optimization, updating count sheets, inspecting equipment at the workstation. You may need a light, a magnifying glass, or a borescope. I know some people don't even know what a borescope is. So those are things that you can do, and these are things you can definitely add to your resume. And the last thing I'm going to hit you with is the vision board. A vision board is a physical collection of items like pictures and magazine clippings and different things like that. And they, uh, they reaffirm your goals and your dreams. The vision board enacts the power of visualization. You put it somewhere that you're going to see it every day, whether it's in a room that you are, are in. It could be on the mirror. It can be sticky notes on the mirror in the bathroom when you brush your teeth. You can have some stuff on your refrigerator because you know, you know you're going in there to get food every day. This is important. Today is Martin Luther King's birthday that we're celebrating today on this day. But you should have your dream and you should have your goals. You can set SMART goals and you can do that SWOT analysis. You can have you a vision board and you can change your life. So if you find this useful, make sure you share it. Until next time, continue to be great. And we're going to save patients one sterile processing tech at a time. Peace.